in today's show. We're looking at Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. 11 games for Wednesday in the NBA. What we're watching for, streaming options, the next five days, all of that stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball and Substack Josh Lloyd 48. Substack.com. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PrizePix.com, the promo code LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, we're here for 11 games. We might as well get stuck straight into it. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> first game is the Clippers and the Magic. Check that out. The Clippers are six-point favorites on the road. Totals 220. Out is Suggs, Carter, Harris, OKK, and he who shall not be named, who is going to be named now. We've got an update on Jonathan Isaac. We don't know that he is back or playing just yet, but what we did hear is that he has been assigned um, to the G League, which is a great step in his recovery. Um, of course, this recovery has taken two plus years, like 28 months or whatever it's taken. It's been a long time coming, but it's at least a step in the right direction. Now, the, the question that I'm getting asked all the time is, do I stash Jonathan Isaac? I, I really don't think that there is a 25-minute-a-night role here for him, considering the players that are easily ahead of him in their plans, in Bunkero, in Wagner, in Carter. Um, maybe you consider Bolt in that area. He's going to sit a lot of back-to-backs. He's going to sit... He's going to have limited minutes for sure. Um... I still think they're probably two to three weeks away here. There's absolutely nothing wrong if you believe that Isaac in 20 minutes a night can impact your team. And he might in defensive stats. Um, there's no problem with stashing now Now that we actually have some sort of an update. But I don't think the role is going to be sky high for him, especially early on. For the Clippers, Norman Powell is questionable after missing the last few games with that groin issue. What we want to watch for on the Clippers side is Kawhi Leonard, but mainly what we want to watch for are his minutes because he played 28 minutes in that first game back. Now, it was a pretty empty line. He hit the game winner, which is great. Um, we want to see a little bit more from him, but the signs are positive. I also want to watch John Wall, who is dishing big assists, but he's just hurting in so many areas. Field goals, free throw percentage turnovers, um, rebounds are really low for him, not a high-volume three-point guy. So he's a really specialist player, but you've got to watch that his negatives don't outweigh the positives, and we'll see what his role is here. For the Magic, um, Mo Bumba is off the injury report. Does he slide back into starting? Do they keep Mo Wagner starting? What, what do they do in this situation? So Bumba had been useful enough with Carter out. He'd played 33, 33, 27 minutes and then hurt his back and hasn't returned. But in his absence, you know, Mo Wagner's been playing and playing well. So we need to see what that looks like. I don't mind a stream of Bumba to assume that he starts, but he might not. Also want to watch Cole Anthony, which is a placeholder name to see what the hell happens with him and Fultz. Fultz has had two or three good games. Anthony's had one or two good games. I think Fultz is the guy there over um, uh, over over Anthony. 
but we still don't know the full picture until we get even Jalen Suggs back. But we want to see Anthony's value there. I think he's a, probably a fringe 12-team league player at this point. Hawks and Knicks is the next one. The Knicks are two-point favorites. The total is 231.5. We know there's no DeAndre Hunter. We know there's no John Collins. <clears throat> um, there is Ryan Archie-Jackano, who's questionable for the Knicks, while Trent Forrest is questionable for the Hawks. <clears throat> so we want to watch AJ Griffin, who's got a pretty steady role, 35 and 35 minutes, 35 and 30 minutes, sorry, the last two games. Good three-point shooter, good steals, guys. Decent scorer. Kind of lack in some other areas, but I do believe he's a 12-team league player. And then Bogdan Bogdanovich, who's played 22 minutes in each of the last two games, is probably going to stick around that mark for the next two to three games as well. He can be a good scorer, a solid passer. Um... His game can be a little bit limited at times, and in those low minutes, it does make him a harder guy to to hold in all circumstances. I do think we want to hold him and wait to see what happens, but I'm not sure that he has exactly the same impact that he had last season. For the next Quentin Grimes, we want to watch the playing time there. It was 40 minutes last game. It doesn't sniff 12-team must roster territory because he just never really touches the ball. But as a steel streamer, those minutes are in, in, interesting. And then you've got Mitchie Robinson. Robinson says, I'll take it from here. Um, 33, 23, 34 minutes the last three games. So he's always going to be up and down. There's going to be fouls and, and injuries and that sort of stuff. But it is trending towards more minutes for Robinson. And that is providing some good fantasy value. So let's see how the minutes look for him in comparison to, say, an Isaiah Hartenstein. The Lakers and the Raptors, game three of the day. No spread or total out for this one. Of course, Anthony Davis and LeBron James have both appeared on the injury report as probable. Anthony Davis with the back and LeBron with the ankle. We both expect them to play. Wenya Gabriel is out there, um, while Precious Achua, Otto Porter, and Wancho Hernan Gomez are out for the Raptors. For the Lakers, I want to see Russell Westbrook, who hasn't hit 30 minutes now in six consecutive games. He still has these big assist games. He had 15 the other day. And the percentages, are, or the free throw percentage in particular, has started to crash back down. And we know the issues with Westbrook, who is putting up lines that aren't that dissimilar from what John Wall is doing in LA. Just probably a little few extra minutes there for us. Still probably is a 12-team league guy, but on the fringes. Well, I want to watch LeBron, who hasn't quite been himself. He seems to hurt his ankle every single game. Although, over the last two weeks, LeBron is back inside the top 10 and starting to put things together a little bit more than what he had earlier on. But we want to watch that ankle and see you know, if he continues to defer to Anthony Davis the way that he has, if we can get some sort of improvement in assist numbers, or is that going to be all Westbrook's area? For the Raptors, Gaz Trent coming off the bench, I expect. They did start him and then make a late-minute, last-minute switch in that game against Boston. So does he go back and start against the Lakers? But he hasn't hit 30 minutes in three straight. In fact, he's been under 30 minutes in five of his last six games. The numbers have been okay for Gaz, and I think he is a 12-team league hold, but I am a little bit worried about the playing time for him. I also want to watch Chris Boucher, who since players have returned, specifically Siakam, he's been useless, hasn't hit 20 minutes in the last three games, and this is with Achua and Porter and Wancho out. I don't think he's a 12-team league player, but he's always that guy we can stream to add in when other guys get hurt at other points um, during the season. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's daily fantasy made easy. It's not salary cap daily fantasy. You don't have to go in there and compete against thousands of different people. It's just you versus the daily player projection. So you go in there and you look at Pascal Siakam, 24 and a half points for that example. Does he go over or under? You look at Fred Van Vliet, six and a half assists. Do you go over or under? And you get two to six of those individual player projections, put them together into one entry, and you can win up to 25 times your entry back. It's safe, it's fast. You can do entries in under 60 seconds, and it's available in over 30 states in the US and in Canada. So not just the NBA though, you know, you've got NFL, you've got NHL, you've got college football, you've got college basketball. 
You've got soccer. You've got esports. You've got cricket. You've got disc golf. You've got the PGA, boxing, MMA. So many different sports that you can do over on PricePix. So go to pricepix.com or download the PricePix app to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Hornets Nets is the next game. The Nets are nine and a half point favorites in this one. Um, a lot of players out, LaMelo Ball, Gordon Haywood, Cody Martin, Dennis Smith, Ben Simmons, who should return Friday, and Yuta Watanabe. Mark Williams is questionable, as is Edmund Sumner. What I really do want to watch in this one is Terry Rozier. We highlighted him on the buy-low segment of today's earlier show, and he is struggling a little bit and has not lived up to the expectations that he set for himself for the last two years. So Rogier has been playing at a lower level. The usage in that is fine. The assists are fine. He just can't hit shots. He's at like 28% from three over the last two weeks. I'd like to see some level of efficiency from Rogier. Everything else is solid apart from defensive stats. But can we get some shots to four, mate? That'd be good. I also want to watch Big Dick Nick Richards, who putting up some okay double-doubles. Can't get any blocks at the moment. I think that'll come. And we always just want to watch to see where the minutes trend. Will Steve Clifford ever break from his, I love a bad veteran or a cockroach like Mason Plumley? Sounds bad. I'm not really bagging Mason Plumley. there. He just cockroaches because he sticks around and he's just hard to kill off. He's just always around. As for Richards, let's see. Can he get some of those blocks? Can he eat into some of the minutes that Plumley's playing? Because if he gets 23, he is a 12-team league player, Nick. But if he plays 18 or 20, then he probably isn't. For the Nets, we want to watch TJ Warren. First game back was good. Second game was bad. It's more about role and usage versus individual player performance on each game because that can vary quite a bit. You can have those bad shooting nights or great shooting nights or high usage games or low usage games. We've seen it. Even Nets players, Cam Thomas did it many times. But it's more about role. Does he push into a larger role or does he just sit in a 20, 18-minute role and that really impacts his overall long-term value? We expect Joe Harris gets the start again with Simmons out. Harris with Simmons out has been really good. I don't think that he's able to maintain that as the season goes on, but in the short term, he's useful enough for us to have. The Wizards and the Bulls. That's the next game. The Bulls are five-point favorites. The total is 225 and a half. Um, Javante Green is listed doubtful for Chicago, so that means we're probably going to get another Patrick Williams start. We know Beal is out, Hachimura's out, Dillon Wright is out, and Lonzo Ball is out. Alex Cruz has also popped up in the injury report with an ankle sprain as questionable. So if he is out, it'll be Desumu, White, and Dragic who get the boosts there. For the Wizards, with Beal out, I expect they'll start Kispert, but there's extra minutes for Kispert, for Avdia, extra ball handling for Avdia, extra minutes in ball handling for Monty Morris, extra minutes for Jordan Goodwin as well. In some of the games that Beal missed earlier this season, it was Goodwin who stepped up and not really Morris. I think Kispert and Morris are the guys we really do want to focus on, but I could see Kispert, Morris, and Avdia all being 12-team league stream ads on the fringes with none of them really cementing themselves as top 100 even in this short-term period. For the Bulls, we do want to watch Alex Caruso, whose assists and steals and extra minutes are pushing him into 12-team league discussions as a starter. I don't hate adding him as a streamer. We know the upside and the field goal percentage and the points are probably limited, but the other stuff is useful. And then Derek Jones Jr., not that he's impacting many fantasy leagues, but he's been getting most of the backup center minutes over Andre Drummond. And that's important for deeper leagues. Now, what they do in this game, especially the Wizards, who have been using Gafford and Porzingis together very interestingly. Gafford probably worth a stream too, by the way. I want to see whether they go back to Drummond or whether Jones can stick in that role. Because if Drummond plays 18, 19 minutes, then there's 14 team league value. 
The problem is he's getting five or six minutes at the moment, and that's obviously not useful enough for us. Thunder and the Grizzlies is the next one. The Grizzlies are six-point favorites. The total is 232.5. We know Des Bain is out for Memphis. Um, ja Morant and Lil John Conchar, they both missed last game. Don't expect that they're going to miss this one, but we don't know. Jaron Jackson will definitely return. He rested in that last game. And Zaire Williams is a chance to return. I'm not thinking he's going to have this gigantic role given how much he's missed, but he's just a name to watch for deeper leagues. For the Thunder, will they start with the Bronco Jalen Williams again? Broncos country, let's ride. I don't know what to make of him and Pokushevsky. Poku hasn't hit over 20 minutes in the last three games. Williams is consistently getting a high 20s, 25, 34, 27, 31 in the last four games, and that includes two starts. I don't know whether he starts. They're sort of seemingly alternating him in the starting lineup, but we do want to watch what his playing time looks like. And the same goes for Robinson Earl, who has started four straight, 34, 26, 29, 29 minutes. It's useful enough to be a 14-team league guy, maybe a 12-team league player, but his production can be relatively unassuming. On the Memphis side of things, Santi Aldama played really well last game, replacing Jaron Jackson. I'm, I want to watch him more to see if there's where the deep league value sits. I don't think there's any 12-team appeal. But he had put up some okay games, even in... not 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 Nothing sensational. But even in some of the games where Jaron had played, and that's something the deeper leagues will need to pay attention to. But don't get sucked into adding him to 12s. Then also Dylan Brooks, who we know is just going to kill your field goal percentage so many times. His minutes are really high at the moment because of the in-and-out absences of Morant and Conchar and the continued absence of Bain. Brooks probably only fits a punt field goal or a points league um, type scenario, but let's see if he's able to rein it in a bit with Jar returning. The next game is the Pistons and the Pelicans. This is a back-to-back for Detroit. Cade will be out, Livers will be out, and Herb Jones and Brandon Ingram are officially questionable for the old mates, the... um, New Orleans Pelicans. I'm just seeing there's an injury update for the Hawks here as I'm recording this. What is it? Oh, it's Trent Forrest out. Nothing nothing major there. Um, for the Pistons, I want to see Isaiah Stewart and his playing time. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Now, I'm of the opinion that Isaiah Stewart's playing time and production has no real impact on Marvin Bagley or Jalen Duran because Stewart basically, since they made that move, doesn't play center anymore. But Stewart's minutes have been a little bit all over the place, 26, 33, and 27 in the last three games. So watching what that is. And then if he does play 30-plus, where does Sadiq Bay fall? Because last game, Bay was great. Had 20 points, 33 minutes, but had played 35 combined minutes the game before that. Now, we don't know what's going to happen on Tuesday, but they're what I want to watch for here. For the Pelicans, last time we saw Jose Alvarado, he was going off. 38 points, eight triples, good minutes. If Jones and Ingram play, what is Alvarado's role? Because he was like a a 20-minute-a-night player prior to that. And with their absences, he's been able to hit 30 minutes with some of these games with McCullum in and out. But I really don't see him as a 12-team league guy. Although last game, of course, was useful. It's it's the replicability of that doesn't really seem there. I just want to watch McCullum because he's been bad. Like he's been sub 40% shooting all season. But the last two games since he returned from COVID have been really poor. Low usage, low shooting numbers. I do think that he is a buy low, as I detailed on the buy low show earlier today, but I'd like to see some of that in action and hopefully he's able to put up some better numbers. Kings Bucks. Kings are six and a half point favorites. The total is 234 and a half points here. Jingle and Joe will be out. Grayson Allen, we don't know about. He's dealing with this plantar fascia issue. He will probably start, I would guess. They started Jordan Wara in his position last game. Um, and then there is Terrence Davis, who's questionable for the Kings. For the Kings, we're going to watch Keegan Murray, who did have that one good game and then dropped back to 24, 25 minutes. 
with them really wanting to win and him not producing winning basketball a lot of the time, it is hard to rely upon him in 12-team leagues. I do think he will improve in probably January, February, but yeah, do you need to hold on through that? Probably not. Also, watch Kevin Herter, who's in a little bit of a slump at the moment. I wouldn't be dropping Herter. Um, I do think that there is room for him to bounce back from some of these poorer games, but also with the understanding, we know that what he did earlier in the year is not going to be able to stick. For the Bucks, it was a pretty rough game from Chris Middleton in his second game back. He shot, what, 9% from the field. What I'd like to see is the minutes increase. He's been at 27 and 26 in the two games so far. Let's hope he pushes plus 30 and he's able to get some of those big lines returning. While Brook Lopez... He rested last game. He should return here against the Kings. Can he keep up this insane block numbers? What does his usage look like with Middleton? We've only had one game of those two playing together. And some of Lopez's increased usage has been really useful for his fantasy value pretty clearly. Today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can also find those at BetOnline as well. Go to BetOnline and check that the Dolphins are three-point favorites on the road against the Chargers for Sunday night football next weekend. So if you think that the Dolphins can bounce back after losing to the Niners, you can check that out at BetOnline. Online. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Next game, Pacers Wolves. We know what we want to watch for in this one. Chris Duarte is out. Carl Anthony Towns is out. But we don't know the status of Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner, Timothy John McConnell, and Torian Prince. All guys who will have a big impact. We want to watch Andrew Nempart, who without Halliburton has been amazing. Even with Halliburton in though, he had been playing well. And I believe he's a guy to hold for 12-10 leagues to see what happens here. I also want to watch Sticks, Jalen Smith. If I could find the sound thing for him. He has been top 100 over the last week. Obviously, he's been bad most of the year. He thrived in that Warriors game at center, which so many centers struggle with. And he has struggled playing center himself. So we want to see, can we get sustained consistency in minutes, production, shooting from Smith? I really don't have faith in him, but it's been a nice little stretch here. For the Wolves, I want to see D'Angelo Russell, who has been um, improving in his efficiency a lot. Is that able to stick? And does Jordan McLaughlin eat into Jalen Noel's playing time? Because that's what happened first game back. So how does the Noel... Anderson, McLaughlin, even Wendell Moore. How do all of those minutes shake out and who's got the 12-team league value? I think it's Anderson with Noel behind him, but McLaughlin could cut into that. He was pretty good in that first game that he in, he, in his return from his injury. Warriors, Jazz. Jazz uh, Warriors are two-point favorites. Total's 239. We know Iguodala's out. Andy Wiggins missed the last game. He should be right to go. And Mike Conley and Rudy Gay are both questionable to play after getting through some practice. For the Warriors, I want to watch Steph because the last two weeks for Steph have been a little bit down. He's 16th ranked player over that time. The shooting numbers have fallen away a little bit and some of his red hot stuff from the earlier part of the season has cooled off. I do think that he is going to improve from where he is, but we want to see where it's at if that was just this really hot streak, which it was to a degree, but how much of a degree. But also more importantly, I think with Steph, like how many minutes are they going to have to rely on him for? Because he's playing like 36, 37, and I am sure... At the start of the season, the plan was not for Steph to have to play that many minutes. 
So let's see what happens there. Jordan Poole also seems to be getting things back on track a bit, whether he's starting or coming off the bench. He is putting together more consistent performances, not these you know, eight points on 22% shooting nights that we saw so often from him. It is starting to get back to normal there. For the Jazz, we want to see what happens to both Colin Sexton and Malik Beasley if Mike Conley plays. I wouldn't drop either of those until we actually see the impact of Conley. Prior to Conley's injury, Sexton was playing 22 minutes a night and wasn't rosterable. Conley went down, Sexton started and provides not sensational value, but back-end value in a 12-team league. So how those guys look with the return of Mike Conley will be something to watch. The last game of the night is the Celtics and the Suns. Big game for the end of the week, or no, end of the week, so end of the night. The Celtics are one and a half point favorites. The total is 231. Um, we know Rob Williams is out and Cam Johnson's out. We do not at this point have an update on Chris Paul whether he is available, which is obviously frustrating. Just the length of the absence this year for Chris Paul continues to be really, really annoying. Um, obviously, if he's out, we keep rolling with Cameron Payne. We also don't know Tory Craig, and with Craig out the last two games, Josh Kogi has been able to step up, and that's a deeper league one you want to watch if you are in that situation and old mate um, Tory Craig is out. Brogdon also missed the last game for the Celtics, so watch that one. I want to watch Jalen Brown, who's shooting at an unbelievable level, finishing at an unbelievable level, free throws well up as well. He's top 10 over the last two weeks. I don't think that's going to be able to stick. I think there's going to be regression, but he's playing really well. I also want to watch Grant Williams, who's been subpar, I would say, a lot of the time. Some decent games, some subpar games. What do his minutes look like? How do they run the Brogdon White Williams minutes? Who gives the beneficiary there most of the time? And that seems to change quite a bit. For the Suns, I do want to watch a Kogi, whose last couple of games have been interesting. I'm not really considering him as a 12-team league guy or even a stream guy, but for deeper leagues, yeah. And then Devin Booker. I, I want to watch Devin Booker because he struggled last game against the Mavs, but more importantly, he seemed to tweak his ankle. So let's see if there's any signs of an altered gait or any limping, or even if he does pop up on the injury report at all with that ankle problem. If he is out, then then things get really interesting. Damian Lee becomes a great streamer in that situation, and you might even consider Landry Shamit. I probably wouldn't, but you might consider Landry Shamit in that scenario. Streaming in for Wednesday, some guys we can look at. Patty Williams, Jalen Johnson. This is category leagues. Quentin Grimes, Dennis Schroeder, Dan Gafford. Really interesting one, Dan Gafford, with how they've been using him the last two. Robinson Earl, Avdia, Alex Caruso. Deeper leagues, we're looking at Grimes, Kispert, Jordan Goodwin, Damian Lee. Mo Wagner, how they run the Wagner and Bumba minutes will be very interesting. Christian Coloco, who's been starting for the Raptors, whether he starts or not, still up in the air. Patrick Beverly and Thad Young. In points leagues, we're looking at Fultz, Kyle Anderson, Jalen Johnson. Fultz should be rostered everywhere, by the way. Um, so probably should Kyle Anderson, Jalen Johnson. Denny Avdia is a good stream. Um, Pat Williams, Marcus Morris, Dennis Schroeder, and Mo Bumba as a stream option. If you look at the next five days, which is the rest of the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday... We've got Thursday, Saturday, Sundays, low-volume stream days. So who are some guys that have some value? Nobody plays in all three of those low-volume days. The best you can do is two, and we've got a bunch of guys who could be streamed in to get you some value there. Caleb Martin. These are all available in over 40% of leagues. Caleb Martin, Tari Eason, Marcus Morris, Bones Highland, although I'm a little bit questionable on that. Zach Collins, yes, he might be a reserve, but he also might not be a reserve. Um, he's got two games on Thursday, Saturday. Eric Gordon's got two. Max Struess, the Winter Soldier, has got two. And Pat Williams has two as well. And if we just look at the next five days in totality, 
The Wolves play three games, so Kyle Anderson's got some real value there. Markel Fultz and the Magic play three games over the next five days. That's valuable for you too. And Caleb Martin with two and Jalen Johnson with three. These are really good ads, I think, for these next three days. The next group of guys, I'd probably move AJ Griffin and Malik Monk up to that top level, guys who probably should be rostered. But Monty Morris can have a little bit of a boost for the rest of the week with three games. Jalen McDaniels with three. And then there's Monk and AJ Griffin as well, who probably are must-roster players for the rest of this week. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.